Welcome everyone to the first Talking Peach podcast. Thank you everyone for joining in to listen to my first podcast. I hope everyone is having a great day. Right now it is currently midnight. It is currently Thursday, midnight, and the Braves just played the race today. And since this is my first podcast, I thought I'd introduce myself a little bit to you guys. Hello everyone, my name is Iman. I am a diehard Atlanta sports fan. I watch every sport i listen to every sport i i am just a sports guy especially for the braves i will talk about the braves a little too much other than the other sports and yeah so i really hope you guys enjoy this podcast and i did start off everything on twitter so you guys can follow me on there i started everything on twitter by posting a lot of stuff about the braves by tweeting so much stuff by getting a following base on there it's not too high. I hope to build it up. I also hope to build my following base on here up. And let's just get into this talking peach segment. And I just say we just start off with baseball. You know, the Braves are the only Atlanta team that is playing currently because, you know, the Hawks didn't make the bubble. Atlanta United did fall out of the tournament. And the Falcons season has not started yet. And hockey is starting back up, but you do know good and well that we all miss our beloved Atlanta Thrashers, so we cannot talk about hockey. And we do have our gladiators, but I know a lot of you do not prefer to listen to uh, ECHL minor league hockey. does not entertain a lot of you. It entertains me personally. I enjoy it. I love the sport. I love the team. But that is something you guys would not like to listen to, and I understand it because, you know, but it's fine. It is fine. Let us get let's just get into the big news and how the Atlanta Braves DFA'd Fultonevich. So I just say we just start talking about I just say we start from the beginning. We start from the very, very beginning when we got Fultonevich. I believe it was twenty I believe it was after the twenty sixteen season. Fultonevich comes to the Braves during 2017 after the 2016 season. And it, it was it sucks for him because that's the season they ended up winning the whole thing. So it was the season right after they left. They ended up winning the whole thing. But it let's just let's not even worry about that because we all know good and well that Astros cheated on that. Because you know, little um trash bang. Trash banging. But um Mike Fultonevich was throwing about 99 to 100 that season not the 2016 season but the 2018 the 2017 season when he came in he was phenomenal he was throwing strikes and strikeouts and his curveball and slider were very very effective and he was throwing heat he he hit 100 a couple times he was throwing high stuff high velocity he even almost threw a no-no against the athletics but sadly, Matt Olson, the first baseman for the Oakland Athletics, decided to finish that off and hit an absolute moonshot against him. But we did all know that after that game, Fulte was a very is going to be a very very big part on our team. 2018 then comes. You know, we all have our mindset on winning a pennant, or not even a pennant, but just winning the division. Okay, that's always first step, baby steps. Win the division, then win the pennant, then win the World Series, baby steps. So, uh, basically, we Fulte became our ace. Fulte ended up going to the All-Star game that year because he was one of the best pitchers in baseball at the time. 
or in the National League. He was one of the best pitchers in the National League at the time. The playoffs come. We put him on the mound, of course. Um, he did. I I like to say he did well at that playoffs. The 2018 playoffs, I like to say he did very well. Um, no, we did not get the outcome we wanted. The Dodgers did end up beating us in that amazing, amazing series. The first two games, none of us liked. Game three was everyone's favorite game because of big old Ronald Acuna Jr.'s solo. I mean, Grand Slam. Why am I saying solo? Grand Slam against the Los Angeles Dodgers against Walker Bueller. The ball was crushed. And that stadium was shaking. I remember that stadium was shaking. It was so awesome. The energy was amazing. I'm never going to forget that day. Ever. You guys should not forget that day either. But Fulty then started the next game the following day. And we did not get the outcome we wanted. We ended up losing that game. And the Dodgers went on to go to the World Series. And to lose to the Boston Red Sox. And there is a controversy going on. The Red Sox cheated. And the Dodgers should have won both of those past two World Series. And that they've been cheated out. And it's that's not something I like to get into. Because um we're the Braves. We didn't cheat. We're winning. We didn't get cheated on. We're fine. We play good baseball. We play smart baseball. And we play truthful and good baseball. That did not make any sense. But, you know, you get the point. So, anyways, um, 2019 decides to come. And Fulty did not have a good spring training. They just, I believe they started to put him on the injured list at first. And then he comes back. He doesn't do so hot. Then they sent him down to Gwinnett. And he got his stuff together. He uh he came back feeling good and better. She comes back. His velocity, he was throwing 96, 97, not 100, not 99. He wasn't throwing so hard as he wasn't he wasn't throwing as hard as he did that 2018 and 2017 season, but he was still throwing 96, 97. And he then decides to um come back. He comes back to the major league roster and goes six for one in the regular season with an amazing ERA. I don't remember what it was, but he did phenomenal. Then he comes and he he starts game two of the NLDS against the Cardinals in 2019. He does. He had a phenomenal game. We ended up winning that game. An amazing game for us. Let me just amazing. Then he decides to start game five, win or go home game, and faulty. Everyone thought we were going to win this game after Fulty's game two and how amazing of a game he had. Everyone thought that this game was going to be an amazing game just like that one. But um, everyone spoke too soon. Fulty did not have a... I don't want to get into that game. That game still breaks my heart. And I still believe that if we did not start Fulty that game, we would have definitely won. We would have definitely won that game. We did not have Fulty on the mound. We did pitch Dallas Keiko the game before to... Push a game five. But I still would have much rather gone to Soroka. Max Freed. Max Freed didn't even start a game that that series because it went Keiko, Fulty, Soroka, Keiko, then Fulty. And I would have much rather had Max Freed go after um, Dallas Keiko on that game five instead of Mike Fultonevich, because we went to our bullpen, I believe, in the first or second inning, and we messed up so bad that our bullpen, we ran out of our bullpen. We messed up, and we lost that game, and we basically gave up, and we lost all our hope. People were crying. People were sad. People started leaving the stadium, and it broke everyone's heart, and everyone was saying it was the Atlanta curse. 
Fulty is the Atlanta curse. Fulty messes up. So I believe this is a good thing that we DFA'd Fultonevich. Because Fultonevich lost the game and blew the game against the Rays. He started off hot and his fastball was not there. He was hitting 94 max. 93.8, you round that up to 94, we do. And he hit 94 probably once or twice that game. He then gets taken out. And about five minutes into the top of the ninth, game's not even over yet. My phone starts blowing up, and it's on Twitter. And everyone's saying how the Braves DFA'd Mike Fultonevich. And at first, I was in shock. And then I was just like, good, good move. Because we do not want to see Mike Fultonevich do this again. It was not, it was not a good game. Mike Fultonevich does this too much and too consistently. He's not consistent with throwing strikes. He's consistent with blowing games. He's like Luke Jackson. We all hate Luke Jackson, and we all hate Fultonevich now. Fulty kept on messing up games for us. As Fulty was a nice guy sometimes. Whenever he had a good game, he would um, sign autographs, and he was just a very nice guy. And his wife was a very, very nice woman, and his kid that can actually talk was could um had was very well mannered because um i talked to him and like they said um i forgot what they said but i've seen videos and they do so that they are very good kids and i'm gonna miss Fulty as a person not as a ball player he was no like i haven't seen how josh Donaldson's doing and we all miss jd so much also rally of course you know no one isn't so he has his games and then sometimes he uh, he doesn't so that goes for Mike Fultonevich. Mike Fultonevich is DFA'd. He is most likely going to be released because he has no trade value. And we'll just have to see what team pick, picks him up next. I wish you nothing but the best, Mike. I hope everything goes your way. And yes, let us now get into um, Nick Markakis. I'm excited to say, I know, I'm sure all of you guys know this. Nick Markakis is officially back on the Braves roster. Nick Markakis. I don't know if you guys remember, but he opted out back in like late June, early July, and he uh, came back. He opted back in today, and I believe he's going to be joining the roster late tomorrow evening. And there have been rumors about um, King Felix joining back in, but I'm not too sure. And I'll get a little further into that after I talk about Nick Markakis. But Nick Markakis, I'm not. I don't. I'm not too comfortable with them putting him directly on the roster. Like after a day of him just practicing and warming up and stuff, because he's still cold. I mean, I love Nick Markakis so much. He is one of the best contact hitters in the game, and no one can tell me otherwise. But Nick Markakis is the best contact hitter in the game. But Nick Markakis is back, and I, I, my, I prefer for them to send them send him down for. At least the rest of this Tampa Bay series and about two games into the Mets series for him to get some reps in down in Gwinnett. So he is healthy. Well, I mean, we all know he's healthy. So he is hot. So he knows. Like, so he has a swing because um, look at Freddie. He didn't get so many reps in and he started off very, very slow. We don't want the same thing to happen for Nick Markakis. So we're just going to have to wait it out. Sorry, I just yawned. I'm exhausted, everyone. But 
Let me get into King Felix. Um, so King Felix, if he opts back in, I would so love it. I would, I would die if Nick Markakis comes back too. Cole Hamels decides to get off the injured list and is healthy. If Felix Hernandez decides to opt back in, that means our starting rotation would. Uh, that means I would prefer to put Nick Markakis in that DH spot, or yeah, Nick Markakis in that DH spot. I would so love to see Matt Adams. Yes, contact hitter. Matt Adams just tries to hit for the wall every single day. He just tries to hit over the over the wall. Nick Markakis, he just tries to hit the ball. He just tries to put wood on the ball, which is all we need to do. And now, and so if Felix Hernandez and Cole Hamels came back, our rotation would so be Soroka, Freed, Kyle Wright, Cole Hamels, and King Felix Hernandez. If that rotation does not sound filthy to you, then I don't know what does because they are all phenomenal pitchers. You have you'll have two veterans in there. You have three upcoming stars. You'll have an all-star in there. You'll have a I really, really like that lineup. You'll have two righties and no, you'll have three righties and two lefties. It'll go righty, lefty, probably righty, lefty, and then righty to finish it off. And Mike Soroka did start today. He pitched pretty good. He pitched very well today. But um, we're not going to be talking about today's game. Besides the fact that um, Travis Darno did. Travis Darno and Todd Flowers did get reactivated and on the roster today. And how he made his first major league. Or not major league. But his first Atlanta Braves start. And he struck out twice. But he did rope one down the line. And he did score a run. So... Welcome to Atlanta, Travis Arno. Glad to have you here for the next two seasons. Will Smith is also back. He is not officially back. We should get him back by the Toronto Blue Jay series, which is next week. He is right now, I believe, throwing flat grounds and stuff because he is off the COVID list and he is he can come back onto the team. We just want to get his reps in, so he is um, currently throwing flat grounds and stuff. We're waiting for him to go down to Gwinnett, throw some live VP. And then we should see him back in a Braves uniform, in our bullpen, winning the game and not blowing it like Mr. Luke Jackson does. So, baseball is going well. Let us let me talk about one person in particular that has blown my mind and that is gonna have that I feel like is gonna win a Gold Glove, a Silver Slugger, and if he continues on this pace and like he just goes on and shows the world how amazing he is. He is on the road to becoming the 2020 National League MVP. And um, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the, the man of the hour. The man, woman, love. The men, the man, men want to be. I, 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 men want to be him. Women love him. That's what I meant to say. Mr. Dansby Swanson, Mr. Homegrown, Mr. First Round Overall, Vandy Commit, First Round Pick, Mr. Dansby Swanson. Mr. Dansby Swanson has had a phenomenal season. He has played all six of the past games. Six of the he's played all six games of this season, right? He's had 23 total at bats. He's batting 391. 391. You know how good that is? Dansby Swanson's batting 391. He already has two home runs. He already has eight RBIs. And he has one stolen base. That is very, very good. His bat is already 
is already here. He already has nine hits this season. His on-base percentage is 391. His bat is woken up. And I don't know if you guys remember, but last season before he got injured, he was showing us what he could do with his bat, how good he was with his bat, and how he could really hit the ball. And how he just wasn't a fielder. And how he belonged in that two-hole spot. So I believe that they're going to put Dansby into the two-hole spot. I'll, I prefer him to be in the two-hole spot. He does amazing in that two-hole spot. Ozzy's not hitting the ball right now. Neither is Ronald Acuna Jr. So we'll just have to see what Brian Snicker does with the lineup and stuff. But um, Dansby Swanson, I have really good faith in you. He is, trying, he is showing everyone that he is just not a good fielder. That he has amazing pop and good discipline at the plate. Dansby Swanson is the next Derek Jeter. Dansby Swanson is the next Angleton Simmons. Dansby Swanson is the next Jimmy Rollins. Dansby Swanson is the next MVP for the Atlanta Braves. Dansby Swanson is an amazing player. He's had an amazing season. He's going to just continue with that amazing season. And he is just going to do great things. He's going to have breakout. He's going to go into his prime. He is going to show the world that he is the top shortstop in the game. He is going to join the list of... Because he's never, he never, no one ever talks about him on the list. Only people say when they hear, like, greatest shortstop, people only say Trevor Story or Francisco Lindor or Corey Seager or, like, um, who else is there? Javier Baez. No one ever says Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson is such a good shortstop, such a good hitter. He he deserves it. He's amazing. I am rooting for you, Dansby. Dansby. I hope everything goes well, and yes, I'm rooting for you. You got you got this kid. You got this kid. And he, homegrown kid, homegrown kid, with the Braves. I want him to sign an extension contract for the next like five, ten years. Cause, I we need him on our team, and so we couldn't really. I don't know if there's anything else about baseball. I think we covered everything about baseball so far, but um. I said we get into football for a little bit because, you know, this is the only topic we could talk about. But um, the NFL released the top 100 players of 2020 list today, right? I don't know if y'all took a look at it or anything, but it made me very, very, very upset. I didn't really enjoy it because, first of all, coming in at number five, they have Michael Thomas. And if you are a Falcons fan, you know Michael Thomas is the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. And we all know how much we hate the Saints. But Michael Thomas is not a better quarterback. I mean, wide receiver. I'm having a bunch of brain farts. I've been having them like all day long. I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. But um, Michael Thomas is not a better wide receiver than Julio Jones. Julio Jones is... The best wide receiver in football and the best wide receiver to play the game. I don't know what is going on. I don't know why they're saying this. I don't know why, but it's really making me upset. And you know who didn't even make the top 100 players list? Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Matty Ice is still one of the top prestige quarterbacks. He is on the same level as Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of you guys say, no, he's not. No, he's not. Matty Ice is. When him and Julio Jones are on the same page and connect, they do wonders. And they go and get that W. And now he's got Todd Gurley on his side. When him, Todd, when him, Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones all are on the same page, we are going to destroy the other teams. 
Yes, we do have tough competition this year. We do have the Saints, and we have the Bucks. And we all know the Bucks are one of the scariest teams because they have Tom Brady and Gronk. They have both. Gronk came out of retirement to play in Tampa with Tom Brady. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And just blows my mind. I don't know how he does it. I don't know why he would do it. Because he, pro- he was probably going broke. He probably just like wasted all of his money on like stupid stuff. But Gronk is playing ba- uh, Gronk is playing football again. And he's playing in our division. And yeah. It is very, very hard to see. So I believe we are getting towards the end of the podcast. I'm pretty sure we have covered everything. There's nothing else to really talk about. The Atlanta Braves, we've talked about. We've talked about the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, there's nothing to really talk about the Hawks besides because they're not in the bubble. Their season hasn't started yet. Their new season, they haven't, like, had any. Yeah, they can't do anything because the NBA season is still in. It's still it's still, still going on. right? And we're hitting August, and then NBA season is still going on. That is funny. But um, I do like the New Jerseys. I don't know if you all have seen them, but the New Jerseys gave a really good style of our classic jerseys and they gave it a little new one so i really really enjoyed those jerseys and we can't talk about hockey because hockey is starting back up and we do not have our beloved thrashers anymore and we can't talk about soccer because Atlanta united is already kicked out of the mls tournament but um thank you guys so much for listening and tuning into this podcast i really hope you guys enjoyed it Please go and follow me on Twitter at Iman Chops, which is E-E-M-O-N-C-H-O-P-S, Iman Chops. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you guys have a good day. I will see you guys on the next one. Peace out.